0: Have you ever noticed how so many wrestling podcasts are about everything except the wrestling? We got so caught up on backstage news, rumor and innuendos. It's sometimes easy to forget the things we love about this art form great storytelling, compelling in-ring action, and captivating character-driven drama. My name's Rich, and this is JFPN. Me and my co-host Jay talk about independent wrestling and developmental wrestling shows, networks, and news. We try to find examples of the best shows, angles, and matches from around the world of independent wrestling, and the most interesting news stories and opinions we can find. We hope you stay with us, enjoy the conversation, and if you like us, click the subscribe option and leave us a review. You are listening to WWE NXT TakeOver 25, it is the 4th of June, because that's the earliest we could possibly record this show. I am in my studio somewhere somewhere hidden in the bunkers, I am with my colleague Jay, say hello Jay. Hi everybody. He is totally ready to do this job, as he always is, and I am as well. Today we will talk about Matt Riddle facing Roderick Strong. We will talk about the four-way ladder match between various teams who I can't be bothered to list right now. We will talk about Tyler versus Velveteen Dream. We will talk about Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler. And of course, We'll be finishing off with the main event. That's the match of course between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Stay touched, it's going to be a great show. Jay, what's going on man?
1: Hey Rich, (laughs) how is it going?
0: Oh, it's all good, it's all good. I'm enjoying um, everything I do uh, at the moment involving this podcast as well as the rest of my life it's um good fun it's a learning experience and every time i think we get a little bit closer to providing something people will want to listen to uh of course <laughs> <laughs> of course this we're week, on the
1: cusp we are on the cusp <laughs> we are right
0: on the cusp <laughs> we are of course just off the cusp as it were from takeover 25 I kept calling it 15 25 for like, yep 25 thank you yep, for correcting, Correct. I wish. I somehow wish we could go back in time and change that but I'm afraid I cannot be bothered regardless <laughs> <laughs> regardless um, it came from Connecticut this week what did you think to the show overall it's a great show
1: yeah overall. thoroughly enjoyed um, it
0: some bits I didn't like too much mm. some bits I thought were great Yeah, Um, I think that's fair.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that as we go through the matches.
0: Of course, I myself were um, several whiskies deep when I wrote all of my notes, so prepare yourself for a gushing review. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Takeover um, 25 took place um, somewhere in Connecticut. I cannot be bothered to look up exactly where, but it aired on the WWE Network on Saturday night. That is, of course, Saturday, the 1st of June. Um, It was preceded by a pre-show and, of course, um, a 25-minute kayfabe hype vehicle um, known as um, J uh, as as NXT Takeover Target Takeover, wasn't it? Something like that. Did you NXT Target Takeover? Did you Did you see that show? No,
1: I saw the pre-show, but (laughs) didn't know it was called Target. No, no, over. that
0: was that was before the pre-show. This was a ah, right. this was a twenty-five minute K fabe slash reality piece um which hyped the main event. Um it was definitely it was definitely a good watch. They mixed um well, they took the K- they took the kayfabe vibe of the actual main event and added footage of reality and real life kind of interviews with it. Adam Cole spent the entire thing in kayfabe, while Johnny Gargano's pieces were more focused on um, how delighted he is to be championed and how much he's achieved without outright talking in kayfabe. It was quite an interesting um, it was quite an interesting piece, um, certainly. Not worth watching um, if you don't have half an hour to waste. Um, Uh, So. It was Moving good, on. but you don't
1: need to. not need to watch
0: it. Basically, yeah. If you really enjoy the promo <laughs> before the main event, hit pause and go and watch it. But um, you know, because it adds a bit more context to that story, but only to some degree. It's a sports-like reality-based presentation of a kayfabe storyline, effectively. Um, so you have a note for the pre-show, I believe.
1: Oh, I haven't noted the pre-show.
0: But, oh, um, and I thought you had one note for the pre-show right at the top of your notes page. Or was that did that happen in the main show? It happened in the main show. Oh, well, please let us know how Nigel McGinnis
1: opened up the that.
0: show. Oh, oh, go on, go on, go on.
1: She was, like, happy to introduce myself. My name is Charlie, whatever her last name is, which I found no. quite interesting from back of what you said, coincidence, maybe, but
0: long time fan of the show. Of course, Charlie, um, (laughs) introducing herself on the back of my um, consistent criticism of the fact that she never introduces herself before interviewing people, a bit of a manism there. Um... (laughs) So Nigel McGuinness opens up the show with the classic comment, go on, go for it.
1: This is the true alternative to the wrestling business. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's correct because, of course, they are superstars and they don't wrestle; they just entertain. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually ironic when you really think about it because what he—that is genuinely what he said. It, they are a true alternative to the wrestling business. Now, the way that he said that was as if to say, um, was as if to say, WWE was the wrestling business, but of course. If you actually listen to what he says, then what he's saying is WWE itself is an alternative to the wrestling business. Hmm. Interesting thought as we go into Matt Riddle versus Roderick strong. Um, (laughs) um, Yes, it is. So the spotlight, um, I, I, I noticed this. Uh, I think it was a bit of a flubbed um, sweep that kind of occurred um, at the start because they swept th- up through the audience while the ring was in darkness um, after the bell rang and then shined it onto the ring. However, they did dim the audience after. Um, how do you, I mean, I really like the feel of NXT shows when they do this. Um, it gives it a big fight feel. What's your thoughts?
1: I always find it a nice touch. I yeah. uh, like how you how you can't really see the crowd that much And it, it just gives the attention to the wrestlers that actually in the ring
0: Yeah, it really does um, It shows a lot more respect to the wrestlers in the ring Rather than keeping the house lights up It gives a much um, larger atmosphere Because what you can't see Your imagination fills in the blanks And the sound of the fans Without um, The sound of the fans without Having to see them all getting up to go and get, um, go and go and take a piss and stuff is um, gives the arena a much larger feel. So now I'm, I'm in agreement. I really like that touch. Um, so starts off with a scramble um, on the floor. Um, interesting work on the lights is is in my notes, obviously. Um, I prefer a dark and... In fact, I've just literally said what I've written in the notes like three days ago, so... Yeah, no, that's great. I didn't even need to read it. Maybe we shouldn't write notes, Jay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Matt Riddle goes nicely at the start with good hip control, as aptly pointed out by Beth Phoenix, who adds good technical colour in the early stages of the night before devolving into a scripted mess. Um, Jay.
1: Scripted mess?
0: Um... I've got Beth, quotes Beth. that will come oh, up. Right. Is it Beth Phoenix um, on commentary? Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she starts becoming overproduced as the night goes on, and um, it becomes a little bit embarrassing. But we'll get more on that later. Oh. Um, Ooh. <laughs> That's
1: what she did a lot. That was just Beth Phoenix. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that, and then just the occasional ridiculous statement um i had
1: a chance to this person backstage today (laughs) and they said this about this (laughs) every single wrestler
0: (laughs) exactly that exactly that Uh, she's clearly been reading the um she's clearly been reading the bobby the heenan playbook um but is still trying to make herself likable and palatable which bobby the brain heenan was such a genius because he never made that happen um of course, Matt Riddle goes nicely at the start with good hip control, as I mentioned. Um, a trifecta great back... good wrench yep, go. suplexes? Uh, yeah, yeah, trifecta of got wrench su- um, suplexes, and a great backbreaker um, straight onto the hardest part of the ring, um, which is the apron. Um, a really good start as this match moves in. Um, the story that I felt was being told towards the start of this was the match skills of Riddle being matched and challenged by the ring awareness of Roderick Strong, the much more experienced guy. Um, he used every element of the ring and his surroundings in the early stages of the yeah, match he's, to get he's the advantage. Become,
1: yeah, the size advantage of Matt Riddle, and he did that quite well, obviously um, by going for his legs and... and... Yeah, the suplex, they roll back and forth, chops, Riddle takes control as he hits what looks like a Superman punch off the stairs.
0: Yeah. Brutal, brutal Superman punch. He did seem to rely on um, his phenomenal forearms um, a bit much um, in the early stages of the match, but then I get it, he's only been doing this since, like, 2007.
1: Seems like he can do it longer the way they are in this match.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad It's um, There is an over-reliance on that move um, I suppose is what I'm saying um, but At least early on Please continue continue, Because you've noted much more heavily than I have um,
1: There's a possibility that may have happened for this match uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a big fan Of this match, yeah, no, I think it was Really good, but yeah, let's get back into the match uh, Hard kicks by Strong um, Like you said, on the back, the apron, on the open 4th that hits a back suplex, as you said. Um control in the mat, tries to take the fight and lifts, lifts left and right. But the inside yep. of the backbreaker, breaker, it's a Yorinagi to the knee for a two count.
0: Awesome. That's not too bad. Um, I really did enjoy that section. The urinoggy looked really, really good. Um, I always hate it when wrestlers do do because I always struggle to spell it. <laughs> well, I didn't spell it correctly, but I knew I know what it says. <laughs> I I I put it somewhere and I've not spelled it correctly either. Um, yeah, he kinda of gets hold of the match and mounts a comeback with some strong kicks. Um, but before that, I believe um Strong is on riddle on the ground and pound into a modified camel clutch. I'm sorry.
1: Is correct, Rich. <laughs> strong is, uh, I'm sorry, Strong has slowed the match down at this point, um with an interesting pin. The way mm. you rolled that over was quite interesting. Maybe catch cam. Maybe I'll be wrong about that. Maybe some um, a, Brazilian a jiu-jitsu thrown in there to, to get that yeah. pin.
0: Um, the one thing I must say about uh, Matt Riddle when he is when he is showing off his um, mat skills is he's starting to look more and more like he's consistently calling an audible, which for most wrestlers should be the um, the pinnacle of what they do, especially when. Um, Facing an American style like this, um, a lot less set pieces, um, and much more kind of, kind of feeling, kind of wrestling, kind of feel to it. And um, it was with someone like Roderick Strong, that skill really does start to show in this match, and and how far Matt Riddle has come, even in his small time in NXT, um, has been has been quite something to behold, and this is a great example of it.
1: No, this Matt Riddle we see in this match is, is basically the Matt Riddle we saw for Hello Wembley when he fought Mark Haskins. It's that kind of, of style that he's bringing into that. So That's really good to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, really good. No, I'm entirely, I'm entirely with you on this. Um, so continues with an interesting pin, um, as you mentioned, and then goes into a reverse fisherman Buster.
1: Yeah, and he lands on the back of his head, and that was <clears throat> strong landing on the back of his head. Yeah, strong with a suplex attempt first, but he just switched it straight away into the Fiddleman Buster, um, and then he followed up with a flurry of kicks. It's a kick for two, and then Matt Riddle uses the GTS into a Snap German Suplex, which is a great spot.
0: Yeah, I really love the um, I really love the GTS um, and the Snap German. Just really, really um, good um just punctuates the match really quite nicely um beth phoenix at this point she comes on a bit michael cole as she unconvincingly shouts the intensity of this match has been unbelievable um with way too much emotion for a human being to emulate it was um the start of a slow decline throughout the night for um i'm sorry beth i just ended up ignoring it but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's quite easy to ignore, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm, but uh, did she even take a break away from the WWE at all, or have they just did they just find her like sat at the back of the bus one day and like, oh, you're still here?
1: <laughs> Might as well give you a job then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's give you something to do. Let's yes.
0: let's stop you sitting at home like Goldberg collecting your checks post WCW.
1: <laughs> let's give you a commentary job. Come
0: on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, macho ma- I mean Beth. <laughs> great series of strikes and reversals as the end game arrives. Um Roderick Strong gives a great flurry of punches after Matt Riddle. His back gives way. There's been work on the back throughout the match though in the second act, hasn't there? Um that this kind of that this kind of falls into. Um this is during the back and forth forums, I believe.
1: Yeah, uh, so then Matt uh, goes for the head kick, misses a forearm from Strong, that rocks um, Matt Riddle to the ropes, uh, Roddick Strong with a running knee, and mm. then he did this thing where he ran back and forth on the short side of the ring where he was just forearming him three times, that was a brilliant, brilliant thing to do. That was, yeah, it was really, a really good that. spot, that.
0: Mm.
1: And then he picks him yeah, up very much so. into like a back suplex position and then planted his face. Yeah, mm. it was really good
0: yeah it was a really good series of um stuff um it really i'm saying really a lot because this match is all coming back to me it's been a few days since i've watched it but um yeah so it was a great series of strikes and reversals as i mentioned um Great flurry of punches after all of that, um, and his back gave way in an attempt to perform a power bomb, um, and that's when we get the interesting, the interesting commentary moment from, yeah, Ronaldo Maralo Morello Mario Yeah Mia. yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, Riddle goes for a ripcord V trigger, um, which. It's unusual to hear somebody um, call a jumping knee a V-trigger in WWE, of course, um, which I just feel just really interesting. Do you reckon that's that's something that he's been told to do, or do you reckon that's just him doing that thing where he's like, you know, he, he skirts too close to the sun, and Triple H was probably blowing smoke in the back. In the back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would add to what Nigel McGuinness was saying at the start, but I do think... It may have been a mistake because he has commentated for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, of and course. And he gets yes. really into the match. And he will just start throwing Do out Japanese, Japanese terminology for moves
0: do you reckon when something like that happens like so he shouts v trigger and you've got you've got um triple h sat in the back kind of with his headset on um and he kind of takes a sip of his water and then just spits it out in shock (laughs) but but he actually has to take this sip of water before he reacts because that's how i like to imagine it what
1: like a few seconds later
0: Yeah, like 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 he just calmly picks up his like he says V trigger. He just calmly picks up his water, takes a big mouthful, and then just then just maybe does the arm stretch at the same time, showing off his rip tabs um, as as a form of shock. Maybe that's all he's been doing all that time. Maybe maybe every single time he gets onto the ring apron, he turns around is absolutely brick shitting himself because of the amount of fans who are looking directly at him and that's when he that's when he reacts like that. This this is this is something that's going on in my head. This now. is the moment. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. We,
1: should, we <laughs> should get a get a mold and find out in NXT Yeah, I think yeah. we should. We can make that
0: happen. That's fine. I wonder whether um I wonder whether they're interested in hiring Enzo again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so they'll be, be silly um, not to
0: yeah they really would um <laughs> how you doing enzo how you doing mate yeah um matt has an attempted an attempt at a twisting a corkscrew moonsault as i put it or i believe you put it as a twisting scent on if i'm if I'm utterly honest, um, I nearly put a twisting scent on, but actually I decided to go for twisting corkscrew moonsault just because I love the phrase. It's a longer word, makes me sound cleverer. Um, it leads to Roderick Strong hitting the knees. He puts them up, and that was a brutal bump onto those knees, wasn't it? It was. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, yeah. From the twisting scent on, yeah. His back landed right on there. Yeah, yeah, no. Really was. Obviously, adds to um, the damage that he's already been been giving to Matt Riddle throughout the match.
0: Yeah, of course, and then he, and then he um, climbs straight to his feet, um, grabs Riddle's leg, and puts him in a um, one-step stronghold. Um, or in my notes, Wars I put Jericho.
1: line tamer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, I put Walls of Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Riddle, Riddle um, has to fight in desperation, really high energy, and finally overpowers Strong by elbowing him to the face um, before... The finish, which I have written as a note, um, that weird tombstone slam that gets in the wind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it would be a, a cradle with tombstone power driver, but obviously in WWE, you're not allowed to do power drivers, so he just
0: switched it to a front slam. Mm. Yeah, this makes is, sense. This is exactly the case. Um, yep, fairly good, fairly good. Um, what are your thoughts overall um, on this match? Uh,
1: in this match, they have been given the green light to go out there and tear the house down in this one Uh, it would seem to be a direct message to AEW in my opinion with the things that were said Mm. instead of the start the starter that they had in this match I think was a direct message yeah yeah feel it was kind of match
0: of the night I mean they achieved in kind of they achieved in kind of seven or eight minutes um, pretty much what um, what most Organizations would struggle to achieve in such a similar time, of course Um, This is followed by um, an advert for super showdown um, which is being touted by WWE as being a WrestleMania equivalent directly in the advertisements. Um, they're also mentioning that it's taking place in the city of Jeddah. Um, Sport three, by any chance? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, uh, I have a lot to say on
1: this. Um, it's the and... first time. I don't want that. Go. Sorry, again. I watched um, the promo
0: from Undertaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't bothered. Um, I, I, I have a lot to say on this, but I think I'll save it for another time, uh, maybe later in the show. Um, it comes back from that. And Sean and the Road Dog are seen at ringside counting their Hall of Fame rings. Um, it's great to see Road Dog. He'll be taking some permanent time off from holding out his SmackDown script for Vince to curl one out on to take a permanent residence in NXT to help develop decent wrestlers for Vince to ruin. Um, four-way ladder match. Very exciting to see the Street Profits finally make the big show. Um, They were, of course, in NXT for the first NXT TakeOver. They were um, off TV um, in the developmental portion in the Performance Center. Um, They danced around. They entertained Triple H. People like them probably won't win the title. Good to see them perform the second best running man in the business in the center of the ring. And they had Um, an uh, extended um, entrance as well. They did have an extended entrance. Yes, uh, it's it's funny how that happens sometimes, isn't it? I'm yeah. sure it will have no bearing on the match at all. Um, <laughs> then some guys come to the ring, um, but I've already forgotten <laughs> their team name. Um, okay, so the Forgotten Sons. Oh, thank you for correcting me. Sorry, what was the yeah. name again?
1: Forgotten Sons. One more time. All right, then. So... <laughs> 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 um that would be Cutler and also Murphy.
0: And oh, okay. then you have
1: Undisputed okay. era Obviously.
0: Yep, yep. Um O'Reilly, yep. O'Reilly and Fish. Yep, yeah. I know who O'Reilly and Fish are. Um only Lorcan and Danny Birch um were my pick. They they are immense, their gimmick is great, it's like they enjoy to count. And oh, then that's the joke. Um, Carry on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Straight over my head. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? It really was. It really was.
0: <laughs> wow, I, I, I had you there. Um, as they climb, the undisputed era come back in. Um, they set up an adjacent ladder. Both climb together, um, and then there's a rock. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I may have, I may have lost myself there. I think yeah, I did. I'll skip to Um Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish um, come to the ring next. Really excited to see Kyle O'Reilly, um, to see if I still hate him in the WWE now, as I spent the last half an hour um, of our um, Super Strong Style um, 1 podcast, Progress Wrestling, that's our podcast, um, verbally fellating his performance. Um, really, really, really did enjoy that performance, and I've got a new... Got a new kind of thing going off with that. Um, <laughs> match starts with a schmars, of course. Um, Marolo announces it's on like Donkey Kong. I'm like assuming. Donkey Kong. Yes, I'm assuming yeah. after his V trigger line earlier, Triple H had to edit that from his original notes, which obviously said it's on like awesome Kong was on the AEW Double Or Nothing show <laughs> last Saturday. Vince. Um, <laughs> incidentally, you can hear our thoughts on AEW Or Nothing. You know archive over at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. So the fight then spills to the outside. Go for it. Go for it, Jay. Take us, take us, take us on. So what I've got here
1: in my notes is from the beginning, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Red Dragon's showing why they were one of the best tag teams um, in the division for very a very long time. Uh, control opening um, of the match, they went and grabbed a ladder mm. and after that, after they beat the crap out of everybody, uh, Blake yeah, with the suicide dive, it seemed like he he went so fast he forgot to take it like
0: protect his head and just went yeah. head first yeah. straight into the ladder. It was brutal. Yeah, it was was really 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 brutal. Um, of course. This is after the fight spilled to the outside. All eight members wailed on each other during the initial um, schmals. Dawkins did a top rope flying plancher onto all peeps outside. Um, That got the first Mamma Mia of the night. Um, The Undisputed Era threw them off the top. Wesley Blake um, pushed them off in turn kyle o'reilly landed on his back that was that was pushing him off the ladder when they first climbed it um that kind of set up the story for the night didn't it
1: uh i guess so i mean obviously he took a massive bump and he didn't know if he was gonna get back up or not but he was straight back in there
0: yeah yeah it was um really quite something to see this bump. He literally kind of slid off the ladder and his back kind of, the bottom of his back kind of clipped it. There was a welt on it from where he hid it on the side. And yeah, fucking brutal that was. And I don't, I, I have enough respect for the man now to think that that was probably, that was probably part of a work, but yeah, really, the really The ref
1: good. sprinted around the ring just to see if it was okay.
0: Yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect, perfect sense. Um, yeah yeah so both the forgotten guys put ladders on their heads and ran crazy, battering all until only Larkin and Birch do a great double suplex that fired the ladder off their heads and across the ring, and yes, fired, and, <laughs> yeah and it <laughs> accidentally hit Kyle O'Reilly who was just crawling up to his feet in the back a second time (laughs) this was either one of the most well put together pieces of choreography or it was an absolute fucking shambles either way it was absolutely fantastic to watch really 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 enjoyed that section um Great Frog Splash by Montez followed it up um are are you anywhere near this? in your notes
1: well in my notes um i have a flapjack on cutler on the ladder that's where i am with my notes
0: uh, okay um i think yes we are slightly i'm slightly in, um behind you so a great frog splash by montez um probably one of the best in the business did you do you remember this frog splash I
1: do. He always gets nice and high. It's he gets than real high,
0: doesn't he? Yeah. No, it's it's just phenomenal watching him fly around the ring. I I have a renewed respect for Montez as previously. I thought um well, actually, I, I just thought these guys' matches weren't that much worth watching. So this, uh, seeing him uh, in this he, new kind of sh- wrong again, Rich. Wrong I really or, was. Again. This might be the night where I'm wrong most of it. Um, the, sea, <laughs> the, the street prophets seesaw the ladder on the second rope, um, and then flapjack several people on it before Alex O'Reilly missile drop kicks and lands on his back a third time. My next note is he looks fucked
1: oh yes yeah no he was he was in pain i mean even um, board was in pain with that one
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) After this, the street profits roll out of the ring. A cameraman accidentally catches a referee telling Montez to slow down. Looks like they've got slightly excited um, by their first um, takeover appearance. This match is very fast, and maybe the nerves cause them to go much faster than actually expected because Montez from this point onwards is late for every spot he's expected for um i don't know (laughs) if you noticed that
1: i didn't actually
0: i'm very sorry to criticize montez he's great but he was late in several spots later because a referee intentionally told him to slow down (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, so yeah after that o'reilly gets power bombed onto the side of the ladder straight onto his back did you get that section
1: yeah I got that section hmm he looks does no, it just... doesn't he he does he does. Um. I mean before that there was there was a really good section sorry to go back
0: um, yeah yeah of course
1: into the match Um, where undisputed era hit a wheelbarrow code breaker a combo with fish and hitting a wheelbarrow German into the ladder mm-hmm and then from there, uh, Fish climbs the ladder because uh, it enters the ring. O'Reilly tries to do a t- double takedown, double mm-hmm. takedown, but he sprawls mm. and then lifts him up into the power bump and then throws him into the ladder where Fish turns <laughs> lands on O'Reilly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I really feel sorry for O'Reilly's back in this one. Actually, um, <laughs> it has been quite a quite an event, hasn't it? Um, other than that. <laughs> Bobby Fish Bobby Fish gets caught in an inverted face lock DDT while um, Steve Cutler stomps his chest from a ladder Did you, um, and then we go into the electric chair positions. Um, really, really interesting section here. Um, a European doomsday device from Lorkin and Birch and at the same time the street profits pull off an electric chair doomsday blockbuster. I will say at the same time uh, Montez was about six seconds late so it happened after um, which was fine because then it gives both the spots yeah it gave both the spots the, the, the space to breathe. yeah um, so after this um, a, a third person who um, whose name escapes me uh, Jackson Riker thank you very much um, he appears as Kyle O'Reilly goes for the ladder um, Lays waste to the ring. I've never quite understood why the biggest guy ends up being the enforcer position in teams like this. From a kayfabe perspective, it kind of doesn't make much sense. I get big guys are usually shit, but in kayfabe, why wouldn't they just send out this guy instead of one of the other two guys who just spent the last five minutes getting their faces kicked in? Um, just a thought. Just I a mean, thought. I,
1: I guess because they're not using the three quiz rule, are they? They have a tag team, and they have a singles competitor, which is Jackson Ryko. Hmm.
0: No, of course.
1: And it's a no disqualification match, so he can get involved as much as he wants.
0: Yeah, but they could always just say, hey, free bird rule and just go for it, could not they? Put all three of them. Well, no, just send out the big guy for this kind of match and then where he's obviously better than the other two guys who have just had their faces kicked in. Um and then and then, you know, just give the title to the other two. It's not that I hard. get what
1: you're saying, but they're just they're just establishing themselves <laughs> as a tag team, it would be odd for them to just
0: chucking jackson riker i'm just saying it doesn't make any kayfabe sense as a whole Hello, it's, can you hear me i can hear you now i'm just saying it doesn't make any kayfabe sense as a whole um right okay that's all um after that o'reilly and fish enter the ring all three non-forgotten teams um beat the ever shit out of jackson riker team up and beat the shit out of him with a ladder, and then they schmoz once he is out. Um, Undisputed Era go after Jackson Ryker. They hit him in the face. This leads to a series of spots where Montez jumps a ladder and the rope to hit Jackson with a suicide dive. Do you remember the suicide dive straight over the ladder as they're both holding I it? I do. Really, really yeah, good spot. You had
1: to clear the ladder, which was nowhere near the ropes, to then clear the top rope to then land, crash yeah. through Ryker. It was... Yeah,
0: yeah, this is really good. And then Lurch and Borkin end up con conladder <laughs> con towing the street profits. Um quite something. Um as they climb the um United uh, the, the United Emirates no, no, sorry. Um different different place. Um the Undisputed <laughs> Era. I just put U E. Um, come back in. Set up. <laughs> <laughs> set up adjacent ladder, both climb together and rock at the top. Um, two guys whose name keep escaping me push all off the ladder two ways, and they end up in the ring with the ladder to a chorus of blues. Booze. Um, Blake does a spear that makes Romans now the 21st best in the business. Yep. And Montez does a great springboard onto the ladder, which is probably one of the spots of the night. He throws some guy off the ladder and that's pretty Dawkins, much it. Dawkins did the spear. On oh, to f- Blake. Keep forgetting. Keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he throws some guy off the ladder, and the Street <laughs> Profits take the belt to win. Um, I was surprised by this result. How about you?
1: I wasn't surprised at all.
0: Hmm. Well, what I, I, I had
1: think... a feeling I was going to take it from, from when they faced um the war raiders raiders the, the war vi- the
0: viking party
1: sponsored viking, by responsible viking man boridges um those guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah they had really, a they had a really good they had a really good match uh, with them and that ended with uh, Riker getting his face smashed in with a ladder from undisputed era so i can kind of see his involvement in the match as well
0: yeah no it makes makes sense um after this match, what wasn't caught on camera is obviously Triple H ringing Booker T and saying, see, our WrestleMania storyline finally paid off. Um, <laughs> too much?
1: No, no, I thought it was funny, mate.
0: Cool. <laughs> um, after that, Nigel McGuinness talks over a promo with Io Shirai, which no one would have really paid much attention to anyway um after this tyler versus velveteen dream um what yeah. were your thoughts on this match as a whole it was all right <laughs> controversial <laughs> i know
1: right it was all right i mean i'm gonna say my thoughts for after but i mean with this match tyler had something to prove going back to nxt mm. yeah i mean dream just... was 100 percent in that match hmm the way he's oh. performing um but Yeah, I don't don't think it delivered in in any way, shape or form.
0: I have to strongly disagree. Um, The story being told here is clear. Tyler Breeze is returning to NXT. He's positioned by Velveteen, who has the majority of the opening promo as somebody who didn't cut it on the main roster. Velveteen Dreams believes he is the evolved Tyler Breeze, doing everything bigger than Breeze ever did. It's told well through story. Um, Velveteen comes in dressed like Elton John crossed with Adam Ant. This leads to some uncomfortable puns from Rallo Vanella. Mar- much later in the match um, <laughs> he takes off his lace gloves and throws them in Breeze's face um, before the ring start before they did not know how
1: to react to velveteen dream at the start of the match when he was talking them. He didn't know what to do but it looks like it
0: um, yeah it was it, there was a bit of um, I think there was a bit of almost gimmick rust can you get gimmick rust from Breeze? Um, he, he did seem to be slightly, slightly, I don't know, just out prone. of his element yeah. early on, um, because I don't think he's ever been put against um, a wrestler quite as flamboyant as this, um, because they never made him fight Rico, did they? I guess not. Dimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he um, revealed a golden chest adornment um, that's looks very uncomfortable to wrestle in. Um, Breeze stays fairly composed throughout, just kind of giving a lack of interest. The chants were back and forth, um, kind of gave it an interesting feel. Um, obviously, fans were quite into this. Um, do you think the fans were fans quite were fans it?
1: were into this? Yeah. Fans were fully into
0: this. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. um, I was not.
0: Mm, That's fair. Um, So the chance back and forth lock up. Um, Breeze goes for an early unprettier, which leads to a panic moment from Dream as he crawls away and recomposes. He takes off his stupid chest adornment, which is half shattered across the ring. Breeze then quickly lays into him with hard, unexpected right hands and a brutal backcracker um, with a cover for the two, then clotheslines him over the rope. As I say, the story being aptly told here by Breeze is that he's come back to NXT, a more brutal man capable of going beyond the expectations of the new NXT generation.
1: Breeze Breeze was very aggressive in the start of the match, and that that backcracker with the arm wrapped around the throat was very impressive. I really enjoyed that move.
0: Hmm. Yeah, really, really, really quite something. Really quite something. Um, I I like that element of this storytelling. Um, the hits from Breeze were stiff. The slams were snug. It's Tyler Breeze turning a little bit like Jericho did um, when he first went over to um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, but maybe the light diet version of that. Um, Soothe <sighs> smashes Velveteen, Dream's leg into a ring post. Really aggressive style from, from Breeze. I can't say that enough. He attempts a pretty man punch on the apron twice. Um, first connecting, second return with an elbow that folded him in half. Um sound about right? Is that about where you are?
1: Yeah, and then and Breeze went through a um, with the leg and then he applied his single Boston Crib.
0: Yep, that's exactly it. I, li- I kind of like the way that he um, the way that he did that, he did. Um, he had the right leg in the left arm on a single leg Boston Crab, just gets that extra bit of arch in it and looked kind of... He utilized his opponent's flexibility um, really, really well. Um, his Lance Storm training was really shining through. Um, more brutal stomping, brutal right arm striking. Have you ever seen Tyler Breeze get this aggressive?
1: No, not really. Um, He's probably been aggressive with Juton from the LIGO. I believe that was quite an aggressive match in general. Mm.
0: Um, And I'm really trying to think. Um, Possibly Tyson Kidd. Do you think this is a story of a man who... um... Kind of showing not only that main roster frustration, um, but also a little bit of seasoning, having having gone up to the main roster and then become what appears to be a tourer of the lower, lower card.
1: <laughs> the lower, lower, not on the TV card. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I guess so. But his character just seemed to have a bit of a change. Obviously, the tie has changed to like, mainly black with, with sequence on it. I mean that that's a massive difference to his character in general. So obviously, maybe he's trying to play a more darker image moving forward. But
0: yeah, I mean he had a point
1: again. He had had a point to prove, and I just don't think he did in this match.
0: Yeah, I mean it certainly proved that some wrestlers are better suited though to having more control over their own creative direction than um, maybe McMahon and his sausage factory allows. I think we can certainly agree on that because the character his
1: sausage factory. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, well he just has to shout Pat um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I, I could, I, It's alright I can say it We're one of, He's one of me uh, <laughs> <laughs> So Breeze snoo- soon ups his game And he snaps He smacks Breeze's face into the table And then grabs the belt um,
1: He does he does yeah. grab the belt. Yeah. Do you, um, this,
0: do you have this section elsewhere in your notes? um so grab the
1: belt. Tyler Breeze is holding the belt. Throws it to the ref, so he doesn't get disqualified. Mm-hmm. Indeed.
0: Um,
1: actually, actually. <laughs> are we on about to... the spot on the table where he's taking a selfie we are is we that are, where yeah. we are <laughs> <Yeah>. right okay
0: <laughs> so completely thought he totally
1: the... jumped forward there
0: <laughs> no no not at all um, he grabs the belt and Breeze's phone he takes a selfie with himself and the semi-conscious breeze after um, some brutal shoot kick super kicks while shouting selfie with the champ and say cheese um, while the selfie is displayed on the big screen for all to see um, really really like that section um, because of course um, it was a nice play on the Chris Jericho camera stuff um, that he's been doing um, as a heel so that was kind of nice Um, yeah it's great Use of props, a little bit derivative, as I say, um, but a clever twist on Tyler Breeze's gimmick, which was well executed, I felt. Um, Great to see this type of innovation in playing Dream's matches. Really nice stuff. Works perfectly for a tweener-like Dream as well, because it's heel heat being used um, to promote himself to the the hometown fans, as it were. Or I know he wasn't in his hometown, but you get my point. His supermodel kick hit Dream, um, and this causes a seven count. Breeze takes one last look at the title before entering the re- ring to a Dream Valley driver. Um, Tyler Breeze gets more character work into the opening 10 minutes um, of this match than he did in two years on the main roster. Does lead to a kick out though, um, and Dream of course looks shocked. Uh, Breeze slowly climbs to his feet, goes for a diving cross body um attempt for a dream dt supermodel kick reverse two count these two are hitting it out the park as far as i'm concerned i know you don't agree with me but i'm fully enjoying this match at this point as you can tell by the by the um verbose nature of my notes (laughs) Um, this is my um this match is definitely my matt riddle versus roderick strong um note typing right Um, yeah so this is gorgeous chance fill the darkened arena um this is going to be in the match of the year collection and it's only halfway through as far as i'm concerned
1: oh, no the match of the year definitely should be going to matt riddle versus Strong. Sure, but yeah carry on
0: well if we keep us if we keep our wwe network subscriptions up that long um we will make sure that we have a Bet on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a kick out. Um, Dream looks shocked. Uh, oh, I got that bit. Dream DT after an exchange. Um, this was a two, I believe. That was. Uh, and um, this
1: is where Tyler Breeze is bleeding from the ear as well
0: Yeah, yeah, it starts to become clear that Breeze has blood flowing into his ear However, this is sold as coming out of his ear, screwing mm-hmm. up his equilibrium um, That's some nice groundwork there from Moralo Ranala um, That does come into play later um, An interesting moment as it is pointed out directly on commentary that he is bleeding as well um, The match continues back and forth What people thought was going to be an old style WWE wrestling exhibition Has become pretty much an all-out break all at this stage. Um, dream goes for a tombstone, and there are multiple reversals um, at this point. Um, I'm just still not finding any of these moves in your note, Jay. Did you actually write any? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> There's several reversals. They do that flipping back, flipping back thing. They go four times um, until Breeze eventually leaps back over um, to reverse it fully and pushes away. Velveteen, who jumps on the rope. And at this point, Breeze goes for an Insiguri on thin air. Um, this Insiguri is probably the talking point of the match for me. Is this ring rust or is this storytelling? Jay.
1: Um, I mean, if they're using, well, obviously, if they can't hear the commentary, I mean, this was obviously planned. This was just really good commentary by, um, Marino, um, using that and utilizing that as something and saying it was probably the blood coming out of his ear. That's why he missed it. The well, way I see it is obviously go he got hit before in that spot mm. when he did it the first time. Dream mm. was like, oh, not again. Hold on. And that's when he jumped down, brought through into... Find his carry position.
0: You see, it's ironic because um, you you believe that this was actually part of the match. I myself believe that this was actually a fuck up on Tyler Breeze's part, um, as in a shoot fuck up, um, and it was just nicely covered by that statement regarding well, equilibrium.
1: It was, it was the spot was used again, second time. And the first it, time he got hit by it. So storyline, kayfabe telling. It would make sense that dreams mistake.
0: It certainly um certainly left the crowd slightly confused. I, I the for me it just was it, that that part of the story wasn't told well enough for me. Um but you know that's just my thoughts. Um anyway. There's an attempt at an unprettier prettier from Velveteen dream. Um that's that's for a 2, isn't it? It is. It would be for a 2. Yeah. Um, um, at this point, Robot Woman says, Velveteen Dream, is it on the scene? What and you that's when you so?
1: miss the purple rain bird drop. <laughs> that was
0: indeed. <laughs> knees up from Breeze, um, and he s- stops a, a well, he, he, he knees up, he knees up, and yeah, the, it all kind of devolves outside, isn't it? Um, as Dream rolls to the outside post-beauty shot, was it?
1: Uh, yeah so he went for his um, spinning wheel kick but yeah it's called a beauty shot and he rolls to the outside
0: mm. um, so at this point there's there's a series of events outside the ring that lead to Velveteen Dream being knocked the hell out outside the ring isn't it um, I can't exactly remember what that was however this leads to a count from the referee um
1: Oh, yeah, so he super kicked yeah. him in the face, didn't he? Oh, it was. He was out. He tried face. to pull him back in. Mm. Um, couldn't do it. So he went and broke up the count.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, However, he did stop a seven count by um, going and shouting at the referee in the ring. Um, It would have been more logical for him to just roll in and then roll out. Roll back out. Yeah, Yeah. like any other fucking wrestler has done for the last 30 fucking years. But obviously, they had a story that in particular that they had to show and a a finish that had been thrust in there. I'm not going to even... um, guesstimate which member of DX decided that would be a good idea but we can we can smell it we can smell your stink on it whoever it is looking at you road dog <laughs> <laughs> velveteen was possuming he attempts to hit breeze with the belt through the ropes breeze catches it through the ropes he pulls it away um, and the ref pulls the belt off breeze breeze turns around to get a dream Valley driver And a purple rain maker for the three. Uh, There were some really intense notes. I hope you're taking some good ones for the next one. Yeah, not too bad. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) The end of the story, Tyler Breeze gets up um, and. Selfies with the dream, um, before riding off into the sunset of future endeavors.
1: Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, for me, did this match live up to expectation? Not really. I actually expected a more faster paid. I didn't even think the match was that fluid. Hmm. Are you thinking, was I watching the same match? But yeah, I, I
0: am I a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of. Did resp- I find it mediocre? <laughs> yes, I did. I have a lot of respect for Velveteen Dream. I like that he makes his fights look like a fight. He does do the old style, WWE um, WWE style of um, stumbling around a bit and sometimes looking a bit rougher. Um, and I think that plays out quite well there. Um, but then that's just me. Um, I think that's just a preference of style between the two of us, um, and we may have to agree to disagree. On that one, um, otherwise we get here all night, Rich. Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. Um, really enjoyed the entrance of Shayna Baszler. Um, she was very Bret Hart with the backstage following her. Little bit Goldberg. Um, really starting to look like the WWE consider there to be a future um, that's quite serious ahead of her.
1: I can agree with that um last few matches that she had, she's really shown that she has come along and learnt well she already knew the craft, but it's just perfecting her craft, I guess. Mm. I wasn't it's... too fond of her when she first came into NXT.
0: You weren't, were you? And um you've kind of expanded your um you expanded your love for her slightly. Um I'm I'm kind of the same. I have become more I've become more attuned to her as time has gone on. Um and really started to like her slightly rougher style. Um and you know, it's quite clear that the time that she's been spending off the record in um in ECCW and other areas like that um kind of developing um as well at times has been quite quite an eye opener for her because she's her, her mat game and ring game has really has really come on quite nicely. I feel.
1: Yeah, no, she's becoming a bit of an all rounder, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. you Just add some like
0: high flying moves, and she'll be there. Yeah, then all she has to do is um, go off to start a family. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Aya Shirai.
1: Aya Shirai. She was announced. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. looked like she'd been practicing in the mirror for that very moment for the last 24 hours.
0: Yeah, she certainly did. Um, she's that definitely... smile she did <laughs> 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 then mean face <laughs> Grrr, I'm cute I but mean Ayo. I am Io Shirai I'm approachable but will kill you <laughs> <laughs> so Shayna Baszler um, comes in and the storyline from Io's perspective is that she's being faced with unexpected odds um, Shayna playing a um, fairly cocky heel cocky there. heel yeah yeah i think our notes are in sync with that one (laughs) Um, she has her on her ass in the center of the ring pretty damn fast um io snaps into a new aggression she taps into a new aggression to return the favor with a slap when she gets her on her ass shortly after Um, that was a hard slap it really Really, really was. Um, the early section of the match um was really filled with Io taking the advantage before a high risk move forced her into a reality check. That was really the um that was really kind of the story very early on in the match, wasn't it? This attempt to get a reality check on her. Uh,
1: it was. Um I mean I think before that. Um
0: mm.
1: there was there was a point where Like right at the start of the match, there was a logo behind, changed direction off the ropes, mm. as well. Uh, she did that again to go behind, came off the ropes and hit a drop kick.
0: Mm. And at that point,
1: at so just she... to the outside,
0: mm.
1: looks like he was going for a suicide dive, but Shaney bears will walking around the corner, and then she hits this baseball slide style drop kick. And mm-hmm. um, throws. Shayna bays up into the ring uh, to the second rope and then pulls off. Oh, and then Shayna pulls her off and finally hits the reality check um, after that mm. point that you were speaking of, sorry. Uh,
0: yeah, no, that's pretty much it. There was a bit of kerfuffle and then there was a reality check. Uh, <laughs> my notes are just as thorough as yours, damn it, Jay. Mm. <laughs> Shayna's story here is of course that she's proving her solid mat game and MMA experience, joint manipulation still holds strong against a highly trained 12 year veteran in IO Shirai. Um, her apparent her approach here is the classic 12 years in my yard versus 12 years in yours um, with an MMA style coming to clash with that Japanese wrestling style that IO is so. Um, well adept in. Um, She does become overconfident as the match continues, doesn't she?
1: Would that be Io?
0: Um, No, no, Shayna. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Pro- pronouns, pal. Um, yeah, no, she, um, Shayna becomes overconfident, um, in a solid mat game as this match moves into its second act. Um, we get a good German suplex from IO allows for a nice break and pause from the onslaught that Shane kind of putting her onto it. Um, but IO's arm is causing problems in holding a bridge. Um, jump in any time, Jay.
1: I am completely lost. <laughs> 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 Not even kidding.
0: Fair play, fair play. <laughs> um, <laughs> now it's time for a recovering Io to show her Matt game. A series of four stiff right hands before a six-one-nine slash tiger faint kick, followed by a shotgun shotgun springboard drop kick to which Shana kicked out. Um, gets up. Punches heavily, and we get to see some traditional strong style punch back and forth. Well, it, um, was, it was
1: that was more China hit her twice in the face, and yeah. then she she fires up with a strong style, and then jumps into her and wrestles her down and and slaps in her cross face.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, it's quite uh, yeah, from, it's quite visible.
1: And then from there. Um, mm. Shana Baszler picks her up dumps her to break the hold, um, Io crawls to the apron, uh, Shana uh, uh goes up to the second rope, applies a high angle wrist lock and then lifts her to add more mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah. And then from there uh, we had some kicks and a punch which took, which then let, made her let go basically. She went back into the ring and then drop kicked Shana Baszler to the floor. And then hit her mm-hmm. signature moonsault to the outside.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was um, quite a nice, quite a nice little moonsault on the outside. Um, obviously, it was time for a recovering Io at this point to show her mat game, um, and she tries to build momentum with a high-flying offense um, as well um, with this moonsault after that point. Um she gets double kneed in the ring. Um a
1: bit like Andrea's and... Andrea. Yeah,
0: basically. knees on the corner. Um, and
1: that was them before that with a little drop kick as well to push her back into the ropes. She dropped down, ran forward, did the knees. Um bounce her Just... moonsault mm. to Finish her off. And then there he comes, let's fight and let's play. But still do the name.
0: As she starts gaining momentum, this all right, I'll, I'll, I'll fill in for this one. As she starts gaining momentum, Tweedle Dumb and Tweedle Twat come down, um, <laughs> and then Candice LeRae attacks them with a kendo stick. She takes them both out after battering the shit out of them. Um, oh, that's pretty much what I
1: said in my notes, too. Across body. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. Beating <laughs> the ship.
1: battering so. the ship. Pretty much the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> manages to get the upper hand um, and the moonsault and roll through. Um, clutch, reversal. La Mahistral, clutch, Shirai in the ring, trying to hold on in the ring whilst the clutch is going on. She pulls to the ropes. Um, really, really nice, nice piece of play here um, from both of them. Um, she she phased from consciousness over the course of around four or five minutes doesn't she it's quite a long yeah time no since. she she was
1: trying to grab the rope in front of her and she got pulled back back into the coheeda clutch mm. and um, yeah and from there she just tapped the hell out because she couldn't get anywhere
0: yeah, I mean, I must I must say that she really did. Um, she really did end up putting herself over a bit here in, in a fairly good way. Um, and obviously it's great that Shana allowed um, that to continue for so long or agreed to let that continue for so long. Um, she literally repeatedly goes over to the ropes as the fans go crazy. Looks like she's about to mount um, a rope grab but she fades from consciousness, and with her last ounce of strength um, to preserve her body, which is now sending her straight to sleep, she taps out um, before passing out quite royally. Um, Ayo Shirai got put over by that. Um Shirai has arrived much... that's, that's, that's yeah. that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, she held on for quite a while before defeat, and that was really good. Um, much better than Kairi wa- though we'll see. Just
1: an inability in general. That's
0: fair. Yeah, that's fairly fair. Um, After this, of course, um, she then um, wakes up as Shayna is celebrating and beats the ever living fuck out of Shayna with a kendo stick. That she does.
1: Yeah, Yeah. she does. That was awesome. And then she goes to (laughs) to the top for a moonsault, hits that, and then goes back and. Says something in Japanese and can rain needs to pass her a chair. <laughs> and then yeah, can... Sorry? Go on. And then she hits a moonsault with the chair. Yeah,
0: yes. Which holds works. onto the chair, does a moonsault, clutching the chair, looks great, both look Brilliant. agonized. Um definitely leading to a no holds barred match at some point in yeah, the
1: future. I put here like Street Fight and Od, but basically they're the same thing. It's just whatever they want to call it at the time.
0: Yeah, I must say one thing though. I can't fucking wait when they do because this was a this was a really really good match. Could they have it in Cardiff? Um that would be interesting. That would be interesting, but I think I've got the right
1: own... on NXT takeovers that we just recently had uh, Volta versus they... Dunn. So,
0: why not? That's true. It would be an equivalent trade, would it not? Yeah, exactly. Anything else to say about this match before we continue?
1: no no i mean i have nothing bad to say about this match it was a 50 50 booking style as well
0: mm. well to round it off moralo banana says step aside zelda there's a new legend and it's io shirai and if you think that's a tenuous link check out this one youtube like link and go on your own quest for the triforce of wisdom by clicking subscribe and notations on your favorite podcast app and always having our episodes (laughs) delivered just faster than a postman with a bunny hat on not only can you discover your triforce of power by contacting us via twitter or anchor and having the courage to leave us a message jay where are we available at the moment for those waiting to use their own tingle tuner to check us out
1: spotify
0: that's right, you are so <laughs> ill-equipped to do this, and it's hilarious. Of course, we are available in other places as well. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Please get in touch and defeat Ganon today, reclaiming the Master Sword and all of our hearts. It's easier than climbing Death Mountain and beating Volgia to gain the Sage of Fire in order to appease a man who may or may not have been an owl in a past life. Jay, any closing Zelda references before we carry on?
1: I don't like Zelda. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> That's just great. <laughs> After this, the camera... Hey man,
1: you should have the told camera... me what was happening, and I could have found one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nope, that's not the deal. <laughs> <laughs> the deal is I do all the work and I get to do stuff like that too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Cool. I think you're getting a better deal there. Um, The camera cuts to Stephanie McMahon, who claps like a seal when the camera shows her. I assume this is what she does by default whenever Daddy or Hubby aren't writing stage notes for her. Um, Interesting thing to know. I don't know. You know exactly what I'm going to mention, right, Jay?
1: Britt Baker was in the crowd.
0: Britt Baker was sat directly next to her, just to the left. Yes, she was in. Well, to her right,
1: if you're if you're looking at oh, it where she was sitting, yeah. to her right to our left on the screen.
0: Yeah, it was it was screen left, her right, but yeah no. Um I don't know. I don't uh, it's very unusual for WWE to She had a very good, become... nice
1: slow clap for Stephanie, as you may have seen.
0: Mm. Was really, really quite something. Um or maybe she just really enjoyed that woman's wrestling match. She had just watched Stephanie invent. <laughs> well, we
1: all know who that classic was, and it was definitely Stephanie McMahon.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Um, after this, we get the trail for the main event. Um, Is it just a
1: shorter version of the thing that you watched at the start? Target takeover. Well,
0: I'll refer over to my notes as they say this was an interesting Condensed version of the 20-minute match trailer target takeover that aired before the pre-show Jay Did you get a chance to see that we've already covered that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Johnny is of course a hero um, who has come out the other end of a fairly dark period he is tempered and perfectly defined um, in his Absolutely gorgeous ensemble. What 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 superhero do you reckon he was dressed like? Captain Marvel. Oh, what have you got? I, I <laughs> I've got Robot Spider Man. I've <laughs> got the question mark as well. <laughs> I'm not very good at comics, I must admit. Um, but before he does come out, of course, Adam Cole comes out. He comes down to the ring accompanied by Josiah Williams, a Christian rapper, who, to be fair, is fairly decent. All right, overall. yeah. Yeah. Shook shoulders really it was all yeah. right. Yeah. yeah.
1: don't think he needed
0: it, though, but... I don't think he didn't.
1: Are they going to change the track to that or are they just not going to ever have that again?
0: I would really like them to have it again because it's a fairly good rap. Mm, I don't know, maybe release a takeover, um, a TakeOver theme collection or something like that on the wwe shop suck a bit more com. money out of us yeah um anyway <laughs> <laughs> gargano of course looks fully confident he is in face mode can't argue with that uh lights dim for the instructions love how they do that for title match looks good big fight feel Fans seem more behind adam cole they than do yeah. gargano at this stage i mean um quite interesting love to love to turn heel from all of that and be like you turned against me Blah 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 yeah, um, I mean they could use that. I mean they don't, they don't have enough freedom nowadays to do a to do a Rock Hogan call an audible on the fly and restructure the match base face and heel. Um, but you know it would have been nice to see them at least attempt that. But anyway, anyway, fans seem more behind Adam Cole. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the start of the match, Jay. Well, there was a
1: fourth running ropes. Both go for finishes early. They both end up on the floor looking at each other. Um, Cole rolls to the outside. So, yeah, in the the early moments, Mm. you had like the last shot coming off there, and then Gagano with Gagano escape. Um, to the point where they were just looking at each other, like, Yeah, we need to go. And then he's rolled
0: outside. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um. Yeah, Cole eventually um, starts hitting some of the strikes, but the entire first part of this match is a series of counter attacks. Um, it really, really is proper counter wrestling for the first kind of two or three minutes here, isn't it? It was, it was um, good reverse and elbow. wrestling. Yeah, collar and elbow, push to the rope, both go in fast to a series of reversals. Cole, no one gets any offense due to the great reversals, and then they finally lock up in the ring and that continues as they as they continue to go into the um onto the apron really. Um Gargano start Gargano um finally gets some some traction, as it were, by hitting tumbleweed on the outside. Tumbleweed. There's, yeah yeah that's what that's what it's announced as Really um... It's, yeah, yeah, they announced it as tumbleweed um, rather than. Um, I believe you called it a cannonball, you crazy <laughs> son of. I did call it but a cannonball. No, no, I was like, "Do we go for some no, sort of
1: no. launcher or a cannonball?" And I was like,
0: "Well." <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Nigel McGuinness is like, "Oh, he's got that there tumbleweed on the outside." Oh, <laughs> <Quite> blimey, Governor? <laughs> oh, I think I hear a character coming on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the story being told here is that two guys have ultimately spent a fair amount watching each other on tape, um, and that kind of comes across quite nicely, doesn't it? In the early I mean, stages, yeah, I would, I
1: would imagine they've they've been in the ring with each other before as well, quite a few times.
0: So yeah, they probably so know each other's revolve. style
1: quite well, and was always to mesh with each other.
0: Mm. I mean, ultimately, Gargano does get the best of it with um, a hyperextension on the arm of Cole um, with a double stomp onto um, his left arm while it's on the apron. Um, Yeah, that's right. I mean, before that, there was the kick to the right arm
1: into the double stomp on left arm on the apron
0: yeah it was nice and fluid wasn't it, it as penalty kick followed by a followed by a run back and then straight into a double stop while he was leaning on the apron catching his catching his breath and so really quite yeah something uh, really good
1: um, and then from there Johnny Gogana works the arms and also puts on a clover leaf, but there's a hammerlock with a leg at the same time
0: oh yeah that's really quite a spot that is really, really quite a spot. Um, just really nice submissions. It's an Indian Deathlock that then rolls over into a clover leaf with a hammerlock. Um, really, really good to see Gargano enter that stoic and mechanical place. Um, he's yet to get nasty in this match, but he is precision striking at this stage. He he really is embodying Robot Spider-Man, isn't he? Robot Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> Robot Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> robot, robot, Spider-Man. He's really embodying
1: it. Yeah, 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 robot definitely robot with all his extra arms and legs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Cole does. Um, where are I? where are I? I lost myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he starts working on um, Gargano's leg after a fairly strict super kick to the leg, um, reversing. Um, Reversing a moment, isn't it? It's like a jump up. Yeah, yeah. He's jumping up onto the second rope. Cole does a super kick onto his leg um, in the early points, and his big mistake comes when he attempts to go for a drop kick and overshoots and falls straight into a sit-down power bomb. Um, this is just after Johnny Gorgano kind of kind of reels from that. We then go to some um, back and forth thing there, um, which I believe you've fairly well annotated. We do, we get a, uh, a slingshot spear by Johnny Gargano. 22nd best in the business, remember, race. <laughs> and then I believe we we'll be get some kind of two count from that, and then a bit more back and
1: forth. And then from that, we get the burning mm-hmm. hammer um, into the knee by Adam Cole, which is absolutely brutal. Yeah.
0: Really, really brutal the looking. Burning um, hammers really like well torture
1: Rack flipped over into the knee base straightens in the knee. It's um, definitely a beautiful move.
0: Mm. Yeah, of course. Really, really nicely put together. Um... What more can you say about that really? Um this back and forth continues in the ring um as Johnny Wrestling starts to show some heavy limping. There's a beautiful overhead belly to belly suplex by Johnny Gargano, um and a tornado flatliner off the top as well. Um do you remember the tornado flatliner? I do, I do remember that. That
1: was um very good. He had to use his good leg to jump off the rope, and he did emphasize that when he was
0: doing it. Hmm. Um, of course, they do end up on the apron um, at a certain point throughout um, this um, second act um, We're seeing Gangano Gargano trying to get a solid base on his legs But his right leg at this stage after this back and forth is no longer working There's a great moment where he's on the apron and he's about to do um, He's about to slingshot himself through the middle rope um, And Adam Cole realizes that this is the play he's gonna go for and he runs to Gorgano to force Gorgano to perform an instinctual Insiguri with that right leg. He takes the hit of the Insiguri knowing Johnny's reactions will force it before he has the chance to stop himself. Considering his injury, it leads to um, a meta game of Cole taking shots and forcing Gorgano into spots that force him to be positioned or to perform a fence that causes further strain on his legs. I mean, did you notice this? How fucking brilliant! Um, a strategy as this um, from from Adam Cole. Um, yeah,
1: no, you've definitely picked up on that. Um, I, on the other hand, did not pick up on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair play. Um, no, no, it was um, it. It's just something that. I don't know. I, I, it may have been that I watched it twice as a match because I watched it the first time. I I had that moment where you put the put the headset down and stop commentating, as it were, or I just I just had to watch it for pleasure first. But no, I noticed it definitely in my second watch. There, that, um, there was this this going on where all of the positions, especially as a reversal wrestling, um, he was very he was keeping himself really really safe. Um, and making sure that the positions that Johnny was in, in order to perform his standard reversals, would always be putting strain on his leg. It was really, really clever. Um, definitely go back and watch that if you can, because it's one of my my favorite pieces of in-ring storytelling from I this still night. I really, still really, pay really nine ninety
1: nine, so I can go back and watch it anytime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh... A series of super kicks is a particular high spot between them both. It's like a back fourth, isn't it? It's like a
1: back and forth a super kick, super kick off, wasn't it? And with a double double super yeah, kick on the really... outside where they're both. So everyone's down. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, well, before that, there was that beautiful moment where there was the pump kick fake out super kick from Cole, which worked twice. Really, really good. Um, they're both going for super kicks at exactly the same time. Cole fakes out. Um, and Gargano um, stops and as Gargano's reeling from stopping and still in the reverse motion um, Cole kicks him in the face I've become a big fan of Adam Cole as a result of the psychological work doing in this match
1: need to point out that been a fan for a while
0: Oh, I know you've been a fan and I've I've been a fan, but he's always been accompanied by the undisputed era, but they have slowly proved to me that every single one of them are really, really good at their jobs. So quite pleased. Um, This is awesome chant after this double super kick um, to the back of each of us heads. Um, Yeah, really, really good. Um, One thing I will notice that 10 counts as the referee counts people out at the fans are now again, chanting, 10. If Vince ever bothered to watch NXT, he'd probably realize at this point that it's better that they are chanting 10 for one of his stars than one of Cody's. Just a thought, Vince. Dropped the ball on that one, didn't you? Dropped a lot of balls. Yep. Watermelon-sized balls. (laughs) Um, The... (laughs) Injured elbow of Cole from earlier on in the match um, that comes back into play at this stage Did we mention the injured elbow?
1: Well, we, we mentioned that he was working on the arm at the start
0: Yeah, um, I mean there was there's some fairly good manipulation of the elbow and it, it finally Chekhov's elbow comes back into play at this stage um, Cole rolls out the ring and he gets Nushi Garoshi on the outside and then One on the inside. I I spell Ishigaroshi as if it is two words. Just so you know. Bit of an interesting, interesting point. Jay, you in short shorts? I'm not in short shorts no (laughs) Um, Both men eventually end up nursing their injuries in the ring. However, Gargano ends up with an escape on Cole. Cole ends up taking Gargano into a figure four. What did you think to the figure four section?
1: Well yeah, love it was it tells a story and it goes back to the leg, doesn't it? Um and obviously causing more damage to Gargano. But there's also a story yeah. of the resilience from both of these wrestlers in this match as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, they end up in the middle of the ring at this point, scrambling to get to each other's injured limbs whilst both crawling around on the floor. Um, And eventually, Cole has to start some brutal, brutal work on Johnny Gargano's leg. Um, Johnny gets up, um, he gets his spike DDT, um, and um, he forces... He goes for a suicide dive, sorry. Um, he ends up screwing the postage due to his leg, hits the letterbox um, on his way out, meaning Cole gets to kick him in the face. Nice analogy. And at this point, we <laughs> yeah, um, he just doesn't quite make postage on it. Um, Panama Sunset on the outside um, rolls him back in. Kicks out, fans chant, mamma mia. Um, Cole goes for a knee to the back of the head. Um, Cole hits the Cole escape. Gargano rolls out, goes for Cole's knee. The back of the head with his exposed exposed injured right knee. Pin, two count, then they crawl to each other. Um, Back and forth series of kicks. Reverse Rana. Last shot to the back of the head. Gargano escapes a pin on literally 2.9. How close was that pin? at that point. It was literally the referee it hit the like mic, didn't he? Seat kind of pin right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was true strong style, fighting spirit. The fans were on their feet chanting NXT. Um, do you think we're looking at a match of the year candidate? I suppose is what I'm really getting to with this.
1: Definitely going to be up there. I mean, obviously, there's still mm. six months of wrestling in the WWE to go, but Johnny Gargano and what Johnny Gargano does best in takeovers.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. He he
1: always puts in a good show. Well,
0: one of th- definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, one of the things that he did here was cause Cole in frustration to go outside and grab a chair. Gargano aimed to take out Cole with a suicide dive, um, missed and took out the referee. There's a fantastic moment of realisation where he super kicks Cole in the face with the chair. Um, He turns around, he realises that the referee's out and Cole is stood directly behind him with the chair. And he manages to turn around and kick him in the face with the chair. He throws him back into the ring. Gets a 15 count from the fans, um, which I I thought they could only count to 10. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He then, of course, has to help the referee back into the ring. Um, Adam Cole beckons to the ramp, um, and Gargano waits with the chair, um, but no one comes. What did you think to this section, Jay?
1: Well, yeah, obviously, Wooden Waving is going to think that the rest of his video are going to come up as the referee's down and beat the crap out of him. But Obviously that plays into mm. Adams Cole's I guess kayfabe plan
0: Of course as he rushes to get back in the ring Cole does what is quoted as a brilliant maneuver um, Which I thought was really stupid Jay any explanation for this ridiculous maneuver through the ropes <laughs> Do you know the one he gets back in the ring. His head's halfway through the second rope.
1: Oh, cold, the power
0: driver! Puts in between his legs, yeah. and then just kind of sits down. And Gargano just kind of flails on the ropes without his head touching yeah. the mat.
1: Well, maybe there wasn't enough space in between the ropes for him to spike himself a little bit. But
0: <laughs> well, maybe being too well, maybe being a veteran of fifteen years, Johnny Gargano should have known that before taking that bump. <laughs> just a thought.
1: Well, I suppose it's just changing up the spot they, <laughs> um, they, they did with um, Tommaso Ciampa, obviously. He puts his head through the ropes, does so a DDT that rapes him over the ropes, so maybe they're just playing on that a little bit.
0: Perhaps, but maybe he should have done DDT considering that Johnny Gargano uses that move and it would have been fine to use someone else's move as established earlier um, in the Velveteen Dream match. So, yeah, just, just really looks stupid wasn't wasn't well executed I'm sorry guys I, I you probably did it better than I would but yeah um, Cole gets up um, for a lash um, for a last shot Gargano collapses um, from just being too exhausted at this point um, kind of cool really well timed um, Cole tried to grab him to pull up however it was possum from Johnny um, he goes for the escape however Cole just bats the crap out of his knee while they're down. Absolutely brutally bats the crap out of it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um Cole gets out, super kicks Gargano multiple times in the leg. Gargano cannot get up. Um Panama escape last shot. Pin for the three. You finally got what you wanted, you bastard. He won.
1: (laughs) Adam Cole, baby. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) How did you find Uh, out Raw's match. match?
1: um, Probably was the match of the night. It would would have been. It was better than Roderick Strong and the Bro, because I can't remember his name. Matt Riddle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, the story halfway through was was really told about the resilience of. Johnny Gogano and how much Adam Cole would have to do to beat him. Um I mean at one point he even used his own finisher Mm -hmm. again, didn't he? Um I think they did that back and forth for a while. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, Yeah, it was really well played and timed.
1: But he lasted longer than Johnny Gogano and his resilience, which makes Mm. Adam Cole, I guess, more resilient than Johnny Gogano storyline wise.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, 50 50 bucking, they'll just overwrite that next week in a non title match, probably.
1: But what do you think we're going to get next? What are your thoughts of this match?
0: Um, My thoughts are that they made this one of the better takeover main events, but it cost them an arm and a leg. (laughs) Right. Okay, then. I mean, <laughs> that was the last <laughs> thing I wrote in my notes and I was just waiting for you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I thought it was a really good match. I thought it told a really compelling story. Probably one of the better in-ring stories that I've seen told um, by WWE in quite a while. Um, it was very specific. It had multiple layers of depth, depending on how into it you were, um, as we've obviously noted. And no, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I think Adam Cole is a deserving two-time champion. We're going to get Adam Cole versus a at three. That's what happens. Yeah, I mean, don't I
1: rematch. No do rematch in WWE. No, NXT is a completely different
0: entity. <laughs> um, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> That is Without everything love. for today can you feel from myself and Jay. Near um, we Miss are, Anderson, as always, available in the usual places. And that is, of course, Anchor Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You, you can catch us at the weekend when we will be dropping Super Strong Style 60 Day 3 as part of our podcast series. Also, next week, we will be living into... We will be looking into New Japan, pro wrestling um, and of course what's going on overseas and then we will be back with some really, really fun stuff coming soon. We're also working out what we're going to do about of Blood Mystery Money 3, aka the agree. Saudi yeah. royal family Super bullshit. Looking. So, if just keep on playing, listening and yeah, we will see loves. what we can do. Thank you very much. Jay, you got anything else to say, say at the end deny. of this NXT 15 My episode? Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Be the bear out. Be the bear out. Be the bear out. <laughs>